0: Hey, and welcome to the Forsaken Body Podcast. It's a show about overcoming the tendency of Christians to focus so much on the soul that we neglect the body. I'm Lady Greer, and I'm here with Nikki Delissi and we're so glad that you joined us today. Nikki, how is your Saturday going?
1: <laughs> Saturday is going great. I am super pumped, Laney, because my Giants just beat the minnesota vikings last week Uh-oh. and we are playing the philadelphia mm-hmm. eagles tonight so excited it's a big deal it is it is i may be not doing so well you know at about 11 o'clock tonight but <laughs> i am hopeful
0: <laughs> yeah have some have some faith here in your.
1: no I'll, I'll tell you what the last two times we have won the super bowl we have done so as massive underdogs, so mm-hmm. so yes, right. I am pumped. Um, but yeah, the rest of my day has kind of been. Well, it actually was a little crazy because I did lock myself out of my house, as you know. But oh dear, <laughs> yes. But <laughs>
0: thankfully, it happens. happens.
1: Got that all taken
0: care of. What about you? What have you been up to today? Uh, well, I got a pretty good workout in. Um, I like having Saturdays for a longer, extended workout oh, yeah. so that was nice to get in and um actually so Tennessee <laughs> I'm I'm more of a college fan than professional fan but Tennessee we play basketball this afternoon and gosh like we're doing good this season it's been pretty good so far and You know, I expect it to get better, but we lost to Kentucky Ah. of all of all people last weekend, Um, and we should have like we should have whipped up, (laughs) because I won't I won't go into the (laughs) reasons why, but it was ridiculous, and we lost at home. So we won earlier this week, and we better win. We better be LSU today, or I'm going to be ticked. So to redeem yourself a little bit there, anyway. Yes, do not like that Kentucky.
1: no, oh, no, so, so, so you've got just for those not super familiar with, with Louisville, but we have UofL and we have Kentucky. And although Lainey is a Volunteers fan, I am a Louisville fan. So both of
0: us do not care for Kentucky. <laughs> no, and even though I lived in Kentucky and specifically Louisville for several years, um, nothing about Kentucky, Louisville, whatever sports. <laughs> I mean, I. No, (laughs) not about it. Um, All right, Nikki. So let's jump in here today. This actually is going to be our last episode in the like nutrition basics, uh, the stewardship series that we're doing before we transition to uh, the next couple on rest and stress. So I'm excited for those that are forthcoming. But on this last episode, we're going to talk about something that honestly, I think probably just about every woman out there deals with. And I imagine a lot of men too. Mm. I've worked with a lot of people that have struggled with this, but I know I personally do. And so today's episode is on food guilt. Is it false or is it legit? So yeah. we're going to kind of work through this. Um, but I think the main idea that we are going to come back to is just that, you know, as Christians, we're commanded to honor God in all things, even in our eating and drinking, as the Apostle Paul talks about in First Corinthians 10. For us specifically, what does that look like in our day and age where we have access to all different types of food and excess that Paul wasn't, that wasn't the context when he was writing that to the Corinthians. Um, But we'll get into a little bit of that. But Nikki, I think it's important first that we just talk through what false guilt is. So give us a little bit of an understanding on false guilt.
1: Yeah, so it was actually really great for me to actually sit down and think about this and pray over this and just wrestle with the Lord a bit. So false guilt. So the Bible does say that we are all guilty before God. So there is a guilt that is very real. The Bible says that none of us is righteous. Guilt in and of itself is, is not always bad because if we are acknowledging our guilt before a holy God, if we are having conviction of our sin, that is a good thing because it drives us to Jesus Christ for full and free forgiveness. And without that conviction, without that guilt, like we would not be brought back into relationship with Him, which is which is what we're made for. And um, so that is good. Scripture does seem to make it clear that while. There is a guilt that is very real and very true and that each one of us needs to deal with before the Lord and find our refuge in Jesus for. There's also a guilt that we can experience that is not from God. It can come from the devil, from Satan. He is called the accuser of the brethren. I think that's in Revelation. and He condemns our conscience when Jesus Christ has declared us fully righteous. It can come from within ourselves, and Paul actually talks about this in 1 Corinthians when he refers to a weak conscience. So in those cases, there is a mistaken belief that something is sinful when it is actually not. And of course, he does caution us as believers to be kind and loving and and sympathetic for those with a weak conscience. But there is that reality that at times we can be convicted about things that the Lord has not actually said are sin. It can also come from others. Think of, think of Job's friends. They sat there with him in his mourning and grief and declared to him things that he had done wrong, that actually, he hadn't. And um, no. it can come from a bunch of different sources. And so, it, it really is important, I think, for us to sit before the Lord and be able to evaluate and distinguish and separate, like, what am I being rightly convicted of and what is just not from Him? So, um, when yeah. we talk about conviction versus fault guilt, we're contrasting again a righteous grief that comes from the Holy Spirit over sin, and running to Christ for cleansing versus feeling shame over something that is not actually sin, and that does not come from the Lord. So I think those were the kind of the thoughts, you know, as I as I sat and and hammered this out. Um, yeah, you want to add anything else, Lainey? Or...
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's just really great reminders um, on you know, who we are in Christ, and that there is nothing that we face condemnation for. If you're a Christian, your sin has been paid for by Christ's atoning work on the cross, and you have victory over all forms of sin by His resurrection power. And so I think, you know, for me, and I had to learn this for myself, and then just in working with people over the years, whether it's something with eating or exercising, if I know that, especially with women that someone is a believer, I usually am going to give them whatever lifestyle advice it is, but I'm gonna give them first just a little reminder of Romans eight one that there there is now no condemnation for those mm-hmm. that are in Christ Jesus because It's just so easy, especially personally being a recovering perfectionist, (laughs) to find reasons to just beat yourself up for things. And when we live in a day where social media shows us all kinds of images that we may want to look like or we think we're not measuring up, whether it's how we're eating or we're not exercising enough, they're all different ways that we can find to condemn ourselves. And so oftentimes those things are not um, biblically based. They're not actually sinful things that we should feel that shame and that guilt over. So, yeah, I think, I think that's super helpful. Um, Nikki, what are, what are just maybe some examples of when you have dealt with some false guilt? Mm. Well,
1: (laughs) as we kind of Chit-chatting about this before we started recording. I mean, neither of us uh, is completely free of this, then, um, even yeah. though, yeah, we we know the truth that that verse. There is therefore now no condemnation. That is such a powerful verse that I have to remind myself of. But, but honestly, and I I mean, I did, I did come from a family where health and and fitness was very very valued, and honestly, at any point in my life that, say, I have even put on, like, three to five pounds, I have sometimes sent myself down a vortex of of guilt, of self-condemnation, of, like, what am I doing? Like, I have to get control over this right away. Like, how did I do this? What have I done? And just really, like, almost freaking out about, gaining five pounds (laughs) Mm -hmm. like that is just so not from the lord like it's just not and it's amazing like what my mind can do sometimes and I think you know, like yeah. on a on a more like narrow, um, day, like day by day. Cause, like, I'll say, even this morning, I was experiencing false guilt because often on on Saturday mornings, I like to go for a run like that. I like to go for a long run. I carve that time out because it's kind of the only day in the week that I really have to be able to do that, and it's an important part of my health and my fitness. And today, I was just. Not going to have time. It was just mm. not going to happen. And I was immediately like, This is terrible. I have to be able to fit this in. I'm not going to be able to fit this in. Like, I'm just going to start off the week so bad. And again, falling into this self condemnation, thankfully, this morning I was able to catch myself pretty quickly and be like, No, Nikki, it is okay if you cannot go for a run this morning. Like, the Mm -hmm. Lord has given you numerous responsibilities and you can go for a run another day. It's fine. Like, the Lord is calling you to do this today and that is okay. I don't have to feel guilt over that, but it's easy to.
0: Yeah, man, I mean, I could, I'm sure at some point we'll definitely have at least one episode on eating disorders and I can share a little bit more of my struggle, but certainly there was a ton of false guilt that drove my disordered behaviors with eating and exercise. But even now, that's been years ago that I struggled in those extreme ways, but now, you know, that false guilt will creep in if I went out to eat at a restaurant and I ate, maybe I didn't go crazy, but certainly ate differently than I would, you know, on an everyday basis. It's finding back that thought of, Oh, I got to go work out. I got to get on the treadmill. Or thinking, I need to do that before because I know I'm going to go eat. Like, that's something that it's been ingrained in my brain over the years from cultural messages, but also just from my own dumb standards that I've created for myself that are not always healthy. We both struggle with these things. Uh, This episode, we're hopefully going to share some wise words of advice that we've had to come to realize, but we're also not trying to create a list of food rules. We're going to go through some of those and maybe help you dispel some that you may have. This isn't a legalism thing. We're not trying to walk through this episode and put a stumbling block or a hindrance in front of anybody. Paul talks about how the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking but Paul also says in 1 Corinthians that we can we can still dishonor God in our eating and drinking. Mm. So it's just something to earnestly put before the Lord where wherever you are and examine your heart because again, we've had to struggle with a lot of these things and be humbled and learn through it and it's just it's just sharing that with you to try and help you from making maybe some of the mistakes that we have over the years. So there's a balance here, but just know that I guess on the front end that we definitely don't have it all figured out. Definitely not. So Nikki, just a little bit of, I want to walk through 1 Corinthians 10.31, Mm. just kind of what it could practically mean. And again, these are just thoughts that I have. The Lord may prick your heart in other ways. But when Paul wrote this to the Corinthians, I mean, they certainly had access to lots of food, but they didn't have fast food places, McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, they didn't have DoorDash Mm. where, you know, they could put in an order and, you know, a huge, huge portions of um, really highly caloric foods with unnatural ingredients, processed things could be their every beck and call at really any hour of the day. You know, when we can go through a drive-thru and get a drink at Starbucks, that's 400 calories and mostly all sugar or... Get a meal at Chick-fil-A, that's a thousand calories. That's really where we need to evaluate, I think, what it means to in whatever we do, whether we eat or drink, we do it all for the glory of God. That's that's what Paul says. So I mean, I think just in basic questions, we need to say, okay, do my eating and drinking choices honor the Lord? Because remember, just like a basic understanding with commands in scripture, which this is a command to whatever whether you eat or drink. Do it all for the glory of God. If we're commanded to do something as believers, one, we have the ability to do it in Christ, but also it means that we're naturally predisposed to live contrary to whatever we're being commanded to do. So I think it just requires this assessment. Another question I think you could ask is the things that I eat on a regular basis, you know, are they are they filled with empty calories that aren't doing anything for me. They aren't helping me physically. If I consume them in large amounts over time, are they even going to harm my body? Like we've talked about how eating lots of bad excess carbs can lead to things like diabetes. Those, again, this is not a legalistic thing, but it's just, am I eating and drinking in ways that honor or dishonor the Lord? And that even goes to, you know, I restricted my calorie intake for years. And that was not honoring to the Lord when I was intentionally not eating enough calories. But then on the other end, you know, drinking. What are you drinking? It can even go to alcohol. You know, are you getting drunk? There are just lots of ways that we can apply this verse, Nikki. I think the implication of that verse really
1: is implies just a mindfulness, I think, mm-hmm. because I feel like it's easy to think, it's just what I'm putting into my mouth. It, it's just, I'm just doing what's easy and quick and and whatever in the moment. I'm not doing it to intentionally harm myself, but this verse seems to imply the positive, like, we need to do it for the glory of God. So, it's not just a lack of intentionality of doing something negative to your body, although, you know, certainly that could be the case, like, you know, and as you talked about, intentionally severely restricting calories, but if we are not doing everything, even our eating and drinking, for the glory of God, we are not doing what the Lord has called us to do, and we're not being mindful. We're just
0: sort of existing, and and that isn't
1: honoring to the Lord either. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think really, you know, there's there's probably an even simpler principle from this verse. And it's, it's just the reality, you know, Paul's saying that even in the menial, like everyday yeah. task, I mean, we have to eat and drink every day. It's something that we probably do, you know, mindlessly a lot. But even in those everyday tasks, we are to do all of that, whatever we do for the glory of God. Yeah. So, you know, that's a sobering command. Absolutely. And it, it's humbling to know that even in those little things, all of it matters. So Nikki, let's just think through maybe some reasons that we should be convicted about some eating habits or or even exercise. Yeah. And these would be things that
1: that are clear in in scripture, right? Like things mm-hmm. that we're deriving from scripture from principles that the Lord has given us, not things that, that are not from him.
0: Yeah. I mean, so obviously, you know, gluttony is is a clear one. Yeah. If we are consuming in excess especially on a regular basis. That is something we are not to be gluttons. We are to show self-control in all areas of life. But if we know that we're prone to overeat and sit down and eat far more than we should regularly, then we need to rely on the the ability that we have from the Holy Spirit to be controlled and disciplined at those times. But there's an opposite to that then, right? lady <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. And again, I'm the worst offender with this over the years, but knowingly under eating. I mean, I, for for years and years did that. So that's a thing where to me, like the Lord had to convict me that I was knowingly harming my body because I was choosing not to give it the nutrients that it needed. And so I I was rightly convicted. (laughs) I remember the conversation. I remember where I was, but yeah, if you are knowingly starving yourself, then that is a reason to be convicted as a believer. Yeah.
1: I mean, scripture says our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit and we are not our own, but bought with a price and and the Lord has made our bodies beautifully, wonderfully. And yeah, if these things we're doing
0: are to intentionally harm them, then we're definitely not walking by the Spirit. Yeah. Um, You know, I think another one, and, and this could probably get a little tricky and again, you know. If you're convicted of this, if you're not, this is just something to think about. But I think you're routinely eating foods that just have no nutritional value. Yeah. If you get breakfast out on the road and you go through, I don't know, you go through Hardee's or something and you get a biscuit with sausage and egg and cheese, like really you've got no decent nutritional value aside from that egg. And then outside of that, you've got some not great carbs. You've got a lot of saturated fat. There's just not a lot of nutritional value. Um, But then say from there, you go to Starbucks, you get that sugar filled drink. And then at lunch, you go out on your lunch break and you get that Chick-fil-A meal with the fried chicken, French fries, the Chick-fil-A sauce, sweet tea. (laughs) Like there are so many ways that we can definitely eat and eat a lot of calories, but then not get a lot of nutrition, not get a lot of benefit to our body, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the biblical principle just generally to care for the body that the Lord gave you is is absolutely there. So, if you are never giving your body and providing your body with the nourishment and nutrition that the Lord has designed it to need, then yeah, you know, it may want to reevaluate some of your habits. And, and again, we want to make clear and no, again we'll we'll get into this in in a little bit here, but we're you know we're not telling you you can never go to Starbucks or Chick-fil-A or Hardee's, but it's is this your regular habit and pattern one of not nourishing your body well.
0: You know, I think another one, and this is certainly tied to disordered eating or a full-blown eating disorder, but binging. If you sit down and are watching a movie and you open a bag of chips and you're just sitting there and eating, you know, mindlessly eating the bag of chips, then you go to the freezer and you get out a carton of ice cream and you just start eating all of that ice cream. Um, Or it could be It could be a more intentional thing of, you know, I know I'm going to make myself get sick after, so I'm going to eat a whole pizza right now. If you have that kind of behavior with food, not only is that going to be really hard on your digestive system, but just the the reality that you're getting a ton of excess calories in a short amount of time, that's not... I, I, I don't think that that's healthy, obviously, but then I don't know that that's really honoring the Lord with your eating habits either.
1: No, I, I think you're right. And, and again, the caveat of, we're not saying that there's never a time to do a little bit of indulging, but again, you know, is this, yeah, is this a habit? Is this a pattern? Am, am I just, I don't know, sometimes even, you know, this emotional eating, right? Where where mm-hmm. you're just, like you said, binging and, and inhaling so much and kind of akin to that, that gluttony too. Right. But it's, it's more that, is this really what the Lord has designed me to do in my eating and drinking? Mm-hmm. It, it just seems to, to not, not
0: fit with what, what he has, he has. Laid yeah. Good out. stewardship. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And that's another one you hit on. So when that another one I thought of and one that I definitely did was I didn't use food, but I use exercise Mm -hmm. to help control my emotions. So if something, if I was really bothered by something, if I was angry, whatever it was, I would get on that treadmill and I would run for an hour. And it was a way of me to, instead of going to the Lord and dealing with my heart the way I should with scripture and prayer, I used exercise to do that. And so it pushed me to not just over-exercise, but essentially harm my body because I was just doing way too much in an effort to get a handle on how I was feeling. Not only was I not going to the Lord, that, so that was the first mm-hmm. thing that I should have been doing. But the second thing was I was I was harming my body because I overexercised. So even even food, you know, if a binging thing happens because you had a really bad day at work, some things made you upset, that may be a time to assess if you're honoring the Lord and you're, and you're eating and drinking.
1: Yeah, I'm, Back when we, we did our exercise episodes, we did talk about exercise as being so good for anxiety, depression, and things like that. And um, so certainly, it, it can be super helpful in, in certain ways in regards mm-hmm. to that. But mm-hmm. what we're looking at here, and when perhaps you would be rightly coming under the conviction of the Spirit, is like, am I... Complete, am I making this the primary thing am i relying mm-hmm. on this to yeah. fix my problems or make me feel better and am i am i not going to the lord first and primary and i think that's the mm-hmm. key with all of these things right it, it's not that this yeah. or that is is always wrong and and again we're going to get into where it's when it's not wrong and we don't need to be under conviction but If we are allowing it to control us, if we are making it a primary thing and not making the Lord our primary Mm -hmm. source of affection, of peace, then we may be being convicted by the Holy Spirit and that... It's a good and and right conviction, and neither or Lainey or I are here to be the judge of your heart when it comes to any of these things, um, and we certainly never will be. But it would be cause just for you to examine your own heart, and and where does the Lord fall in my decisions regarding some of these things in my behavior patterns?
0: Yeah, really good caveat, Nikki, and and you know again, my gosh. You know, it's hard to talk about the reality that I over-exercised for years and harmed my body, yeah. um, but I wish I would have had somebody back then say to me, like, are you are you going to exercise in order to comfort yourself, or are you going to the Lord first and finding your comfort in Him? Yeah. And I that would have been hard for me to answer. I mean, I would yeah. have said, no, I'm going to exercise yeah. and starving myself. So yeah, it's, it's a difficult... You know, thing to recognize and and to admit to, but that's you know, it's part of the the process of sanctification for for us. Uh, Nikki, what are there any other reasons you can think of that maybe we should reassess and potentially change our eating or drinking habits?
1: I think one that I was just thinking of, Lainey, is, am I considering, as we say, first the Lord, but then am I considering my neighbor, my brother, in in my eating and drinking as well? Um, Paul talks about
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're free to eat all things, but if it causes your brother to stumble, mm-hmm. don't. And so in that way, you are loving others before yourself, which is what The Lord tells us to do and kind of on the the flip side of that are rather than like on the one side, it's, well, I have a free conscience about these things, but my brother doesn't. So I need to be careful and show him love and kindness and not cause him to stumble. On the flip side, we can have all of these preferences and sort of strict little rules for ourselves. And perhaps not intentionally, but we end up imposing them upon our brother, our neighbor. Um, we end up perhaps making our friends inadvertently feel bad when you know we have all these strict rules for ourselves, but they've invited us to their home and we don't want to eat their food because it doesn't fit with our dietary preferences or... It's not organic or, you know, it, it, there's a difference, say, between an actual legitimate food allergy, you know, and I know kind of food allergies are sort of all the rage right now, um, but they really are. It's getting a little out of control. <laughs> I mean, I, when we, uh, you know, were kids, I can never remember having to, um, like, my mom having to ask, you know, do they have any allergies? But, but in any case, um, <laughs> but in any case, um, you know, certainly a legitimate food allergy, totally one thing. A preference, or like a slight food sensitivity, or okay, like. I prefer generally not to eat a lot of dairy because it unsettles my stomach. But again, here I am at my neighbor's house and they've made me this meal. Or here I'm going to this this event, and I'm going to make sure that they have a dairy-free option because that's my preference. You know, I think that we can almost idolize some of these things, and so I, if that is your tendency, um, I would just. Really encourage you to reevaluate. Is this a true need or is this a preference? On the flip side, you know, am I causing my brother to stumble if? I am indulging here or there or you know maybe I know that this person has struggled with alcoholism in the past or they've struggled with gluttony in the past and then you know here I am crazy indulging in front of them or you know doing things well crazy indulging would be sin but but just doing things that may cause them to stumble so I think those would just be some some things Lainey.
0: Yeah when you <laughs> when you were talking about that like um lack of flexibility and kindness to your neighbor, it just reminded me of this silly story, but it's kind of the same thing. So I didn't meet for 10 years. And at some point in there, I went on a mission trip to... Guatemala I think it was and we were staying at an orphanage and and these young girls had fixed like a meal for us and so one of my coworkers, she kind of pulled me to the side and she was like hey I just want you to know that they fixed chicharrones for us Mm -hmm. which is like fried pork belly and she's like and they're going to be really offended if you don't eat it because they've they've you know spent a lot of time and I was like I just melted Mm -hmm. I thought oh my gosh I can't do that. But like, I I knew that I had to I had to figure out a way to, to eat it. We're all sitting around the table and there are, there are a ton of girls just in the building. And the thing is, uh, the thing of chicharrons is being passed around and it ends up in front of me. And it felt like every eye in that place is looking at me. <laughs> and so I grabbed a couple, put it on my plate and I started putting it in my mouth and everyone started dying laughing. <laughs> and they had played a joke on me, oh of goodness. course, It was like fried pasta or something, so it was not pig, and... It was so mean of my coworker, but they got me so good. But I was going to eat it. I was going to eat that, <laughs> that that fried pig. So anyway. and that would have been the right thing for you to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? I was going to do it. I was going to suck it up. Yeah, no, I think that's a really um, good example. And I, I mean, have been overseas in many different missional contexts, and and yeah, I mean, certainly that was something. You know, yeah, put aside your preferences and serve your neighbor. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, that's funny though. Okay. Man. All right. We got off on that for a second, but let's get back to what are, okay. So we went over some reasons maybe to uh, feel a little conviction over your eating and drinking, but let's talk about now some reasons not to deal with that false guilt. So I think, you know, first one, and some of these are, they're probably overlapping a little bit, but like you're celebrating something. You're going out for your birthday, for a friend's birthday. You just got a promotion whatever it is, but, like, that's certainly a time where you can let yourself eat some good food because it's it's purposeful. It's, um, you know, to celebrate an event or whatever, and so, you know, having to deal with false guilt from that, um, I just don't think that that's, you know, that's not a sinful thing, right, Nikki? No, not at
1: all. I mean, and Scripture talks about, you know, celebrating and feasting and they breaking out the fatted calf and, you know, and there is a time and a place for an indulgence um, that, yeah,
0: it's just, it's not sinful. Like, we're praising the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. That that was another uh, thing that I thought of is just all the different feasts in Scripture, yeah. which are times of celebration. It's times of showing gratitude to the Lord, of commemoration, something that the Lord had done. So, there are those times where we can allow ourselves to feast, like thanksgiving we don't eat like we do on thanksgiving mm-hmm. but one or two times <laughs> a year a year um so definitely not a time to face false yeah, guilt and then what think, about yeah, like
1: they That just sorry yeah that just that difference between something being routine versus yeah for a particular
0: just purpose yeah
1: totally different two mm-hmm. totally different
0: things yeah um which, I have to say, I've been guilty of. <laughs> um, and I've definitely had the false guilt from times like that. So, it's, it's something that I still have to work through at times. What about just, like, splurging? Yeah. Like, you have a craving. Uh, right now, I'll be honest, I have a craving for some really good, like, Neapolitan-style pizza. Ooh. So, sometime in the next week, I will be going and getting myself that pizza, and I'm going to enjoy it, uh-huh. right? But that's a splurge. Absolutely, that's okay. Absolutely. And again, we've made this clear, hopefully,
1: numerous times from the outset as we talk about all these health and nutritional principles. Like, my goodness, this is not like Lainey and Nikki don't you know eat something just delicious sometimes because we simply want it (laughs) like I mean both of us like one of our favorite places to eat in Dovol is a pizza place and another is a Cuban place (laughs) we just like love those and so yeah like when Lainey's in town it's like let's get Emmy squared (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, Yes. yes and typically typically actually Nikki gets the hamburger because she loves her New York pizza better than Louisville pizza. But anyway, (laughs) but yeah, like, and, and that is, is not sinful. You know, so far as examining our hearts, I don't believe it is. And just, you know, this is something delicious and I'm going to enjoy it and thank God for it.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I think that's part of like splurging is part of eating in moderation. I think those are really connected because if you don't ever let yourself splurge, then you're going to go overboard and go crazy at some point. Uh-huh. But if I occasionally let myself have a food that I'm craving, and obviously that's within reason, and it's not every week, then that's that's moderation and that's okay. That's being a real person. <laughs> um, yeah. It's having, you know, a Real desire for food that makes you happy, and that's that's okay. What yeah. else, Nikki? What's what's a reason maybe not to entertain that false guilt?
1: Um, I would I would also just throw in there, Lainey, your body type. <laughs> so, and we're this may be teased in future episodes a little bit because we're gonna probably do a whole segment on body image. But um, mm-hmm. the reality is, there are some people that are just heavier than others. There are some people that carry a little bit more body fat than others. Um, just have a they, any any number of different um, body types. There's so many unique shapes and sizes, and you may be someone who eats extremely healthy and exercises and does the best you possibly can to care for your body, and and you just have a different body type than someone else, perhaps, who's even less less healthy than you are. And you'll hear Lainey and I talk about obesity and things like that. But what we're not saying is that you, if you do not have a certain type of body, or if you do not fall into a certain BMI range, you are somehow in sin. And I think that there are people that that genuinely think that. Like, wow, I, the this, the number on this scale says, like, I'm obese or I'm overweight, like, I must be in sin, I must be doing something wrong. Could possibly be that you are, but not necessarily. Yeah, just know that that not everyone's body is the same, and so you don't need to feel guilt um, I'm over that. Also, women are different than men, right? I mean, women do as a general rule of thumb, have have more difficulty losing weight than men do, like, and that's okay, that doesn't mean we're in sin, you know, and so I think, I definitely think that there's that, that tendency to beat ourselves up, as I think I mentioned earlier, you know, if I start to gain five pounds, I do have that tendency to start to freak out a little bit, and it's like, wait, no, stop, <laughs> like... Yeah. Yeah. So, your body type, what the Lord has just naturally given you is not a reason to be under any sort of, of guilt or self-condemnation, for sure.
0: All right, Nikki, we're, we are probably need to start landing the plane here. We could definitely talk about these things for a while, but let's just end with running through some food rules, because I think this is part of what we probably all kind of have to some degree in our mind, one rule or another that we live by. And they're typically like things that can produce that false guilt. And so with food rules, you know, for the most part, I think it's obvious. These are self-imposed things. Um, This is not, you know, what I like versus what I don't like, but kind of, I guess I would say like a duty bound mindset to eat a certain way. And it's something that, you know, I generally think probably comes more from perfectionist, type mindsets, Um, but it's not like others don't struggle. But also I think with food rules is the reality that like some deal with restricting food and then others deal with overeating. So like with restricting food, a food rule would would be like, well, I never let myself have that, you know, whatever that is, dessert, chocolate, a Coke, whatever. Another one is this is something I you know, still struggle with at times. But if I eat that, I'll have to work out afterwards. Uh, I think that's probably really common. Maybe, you know, I can't eat at that restaurant. You associate a restaurant with like being completely off limits. Another one would be like, well, I don't let myself eat after seven or three hours before bed or whatever. And while, yeah, they're that can be a good general rule of thumb. Like if that's an absolute strict rule and you're going to bed hungry, like that's not good. We don't, we don't want to be there. Or, you know, another one that comes to mind too is, well, I don't ever allow myself to snack. Like that's, that's just not kind of reality. What do you think about the restricting food rules, Nikki?
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree with you. I think um, we can very, very easily set up just all these hedges for ourselves that, like we said, just aren't from the Lord, and that's everything we have to evaluate. Like, is it from the Lord? And just as we can let our minds go down all these paths, stop yourself and ask, is this from the Lord? Is this from the Lord? Yeah, I think, huh, I mean, you know, Lainey, Ecclesiastes nine seven: eat and drink with a merry heart. Like, I, I just think uh, the, Lord, the Lord has given us food. The Lord has given us drink. Um, he has given us feasts and celebration and, and times of refreshment. We just rejoice in that to His honor and let it all be received with thanksgiving.
0: To hit kind of the other end with some food rules that, that may make you more prone to overeat instead of restrict your food. I know one that definitely being from the south you know you you have to finish all the food on your plate you have to make a, a happy plate <laughs> That can be something that's ingrained you know from when you're little and that can cause you to overeat and get get more calories maybe than you need and you're full but you you' just feel this guilt of well I, I can't I can't leave food on my plate. Or another one may be, I can't let this bag of chips go bad or go to waste. There are starving people in other parts of the world, so I'm not gonna not gonna let this food just go bad. I'm just gonna eat it. I think one for parents, especially, you know, moms, is just leftover food on your child's plate and maybe a, a feeling of guilt there of, well, my child didn't finish mm. this, but again, it's that I don't wanna be wasteful. Um, I shouldn't throw this food away, so I'm just going to eat it. Yeah, I think those can be more common reasons why we would guilt ourselves falsely into overeating. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. The list is probably endless. Oh, yeah. So again, you know, just to kind of put a bow on all this, this episode, it's we need to examine our hearts and really just kind of assess what mindset is driving this kind of false guilt with food, with what we drink, with um, even exercise. And again, you know, I've said perfectionist, but maybe you have a tendency to be more driven by false guilt if you're a little anxious, you have like strict standards, if you're a people pleaser, if you're a rule follower, definitely. I think women probably more so than men. And then too, just being influenced by just super unattainable ideals on social Mm, media I think all of that and probably other yeah yeah, like it can all just drive false guilt that we don't who has time for false guilt (laughs) anyway right we've got so many other things going on we don't have time oh it's exhausting (laughs) (laughs) it is and then too just as a believer you know remember like I said before that we are not under condemnation anymore because we are in Christ and he's atone for our sin, and we have His righteousness, and the Father looks at us as completely righteous. But, you know, it doesn't stop there. It's if you know you are prone to these kind of thoughts that just are cyclical and that drive these behaviors, then it's recognizing like, okay, Second Corinthians 10, we take every thought captive, we make it obedient to Christ. If we are convicted of sin over our eating and drinking, then, you know, First John 1, if we sin, we know God is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us of unrighteousness. Or even one more, I guess we could throw in with is Philippians 4.8. You know, Paul commands there about what to think. He's just said, don't be anxious about anything. But then he says, only think things that are true, noble, right, and pure. And so those like false guilt you know, those those beliefs, those certainly aren't things that are true and right and pure. So just good reminders for us. For
1: sure, Lainey. And um, just going back to that verse where it talks about, you know, that everything is to be received with thanksgiving. And, you know, if you can receive the food that is in front of you with thanksgiving and to glorify the Lord, like, Your conscience is free. I'll never forget, actually. um, (laughs) It was kind of funny. There was a, it was when we had first, a bunch of us had started doing CrossFit and of course we had all, we had all started doing CrossFit. And so of course everybody's also trying to eat healthier and it all kinds of goes hand in hand. And there was, there was one night that um, I ended up having a bunch of uh, them. I had invited everyone over to my house and we had a homemade pizza night. And I remember our our my good friend Chris Williams, also a friend of Laney's, and I, I respect him so much. And I just remember his prayer that night as he blessed the food for us. And he said, Lord, thank you that you have provided us this food and that we can eat it and enjoy it simply because it is good. And you know, that that was I don't know. It was just, I'll never forget that. And it was just a beautiful thing, I think. And I think Psalm 104, actually, verses 14 and 15 were verses that were jumping out to me, Lainey, um, as I thought about this. And it says, you cause the grass to grow for the livestock and plants for man to cultivate, that he may bring forth food from the earth and wine to gladden the hearts of men, oil to make his face shine, and bread to strengthen man's heart. And I just, I do love and you know we talked about not not to eat as an emotional crutch but at the same time the Lord gives us food to nourish our bodies yes but also to make our hearts glad and to strengthen our hearts and like it's just so amazing because he's just given all things richly to enjoy on this earth and yeah it's just I don't know just a good thought maybe to close it out with
0: yeah, super good reminders, Nikki.
1: Thank you for adding that. Yeah, for sure. And well, Lainey, I have enjoyed this episode actually and it's been good for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just to- yeah, difficult at times, <laughs> yeah. but Hard, Beneficial. hard to think through some of these things, but good for all of us to challenge ourselves. Mm-hmm. Anyway, listen, thank you all so much for joining us today. We hope you were encouraged and edified by listening. And as always, if you've liked what you've heard today, we'd be so grateful if you subscribe, like, and comment on the podcast. If you share it with others, it helps us so much when you do this. And Again, please always feel free to DM either of us on social media with any questions or feedback that you have. If you're interested in beginning a journey towards better health and lifestyle changes, definitely visit Lainey's website at laineygreer.com. Check out her program, Understand Healthy, where she provides a very easy to follow and simplified way to begin to change your life for the better. Thank you so much for joining us. We're looking forward to jumping into our next topic, which is going to be rest and stress management and sleep and all things kind of related to that, and we're excited. So we hope you'll join us next time.